Hi everyone, this is Empress Constance, and today I'm sitting down with the gorgeous Mistress Olivia from experiencemistress.com. Hi, Miss Olivia. Hi, sweetie. And can I just tell everybody, we're actually not sitting down, we're lying down face to face, legs entwined. Constance, you're wearing my favorite panties. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got them going. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump right into these questions. How long have you been doing phone sex for? Seven years. This is my seventh year. Wow, that's a long time. I've been with the LDW the entire time. I learned phone sex here. I learned it as a career here. It all started as sort of a lark and then turned into this really amazing career. I can finance my own personal fetishes, build my own hours, talk to amazing people. It is fantastic. That is awesome. And that was my next question was how long have you been at LDW? But you took care of that. The whole time. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. If you were asked, what would you say your style is? Well, the... <laughs> The short answer on the style question is yes. <laughs> I'm glad that made you laugh. So here, here's the thing. I'm definitely sensual. And yet, you will get down on your knees and you will bow before your mistress goddess or you will be fucking punished. So I also have a dominant, hardcore, kind of pain mistressy sort of side to me. I like engaging in both. If a caller doesn't come for hardcore domination, then I'm definitely doing the sensual domination. And can I also say, I actually have a blog, VanillaTease.com, that is only vanilla sex. I think vanilla is a flavor. I love vanilla. So my style is versatile. I like the variety. Very well said. All right. Where at in your home do you take your calls? I have an actual office. I have my computer there. I have flowers. I have plants. I have candles. I have a wonderful chair for the quick calls. And then, this is my favorite, for the longer calls, I have a day bed. So I go over to the day bed and I just kind of snuggle up and then I can do all sorts of interesting things in that day bed but it is a separate complete like it is it's less it's quote unquote for tax purposes it's my office but for phone sex purposes it's my boudoir wow <laughs> do you have a set schedule i do i'm on eastern time i start very early during the day uh and I take a limited number of late afternoon and early evening appointments. I am tweaking my schedule right now. And I'm moving away from the long general login hours to more targeted times and hours and appointments and that kind of thing. The best thing for anybody to do would be to send an email. My email is olivia at enchantrixempire.com. Oh, and that leads into the next question. Exactly. Do you accept appointments? And yes, you do. <laughs> I do accept appointments. I love appointments. Um, 
here's the thing. If I'm already logged in, I accept appointments that are at least an hour. If I'm not logged in and will come back to take an appointment, it needs to be at least an hour. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry to be like grumpy about this, but I have a very strict policy of I will wait 10 minutes if after 10 minutes the caller hasn't shown up for his appointment, then I consider that a missed appointment and the caller loses the right to get an appointment. That sounds more than fair to me. And he, if he cancels the appointment, I've had people make appointments and then cancel 15 minutes before the appointment. So I'm, I'm really, I, I vet the people that I give appointments to. I'm pretty cautious about that. So one thing's very clear. If you make an appointment with Miss Olivia, you need to show up for it. Well, actually, he doesn't need to show up for it. But he will only do that to me once. (laughs) (laughs) End of story. All right. So you mentioned a little bit before that you, you like all types of calls. But what are some of your favorite calls to do? My favorite calls actually have less to do with the particular fetish or play and have more to do with the connection that the two of us have as people, as naughty people, as kinky people, as real people. Here's the thing. Bone sex provides a unique opportunity for the two people to be actually real about what they want, what they like what they need. Men say things to me that they can't say to other people in their life for whatever reason. I cherish that connection. That's what I like rather than, oh, I like sissy calls. I only like bondage calls. My favorite are cuckolding calls. It's the what we actually do, the role play or the scene or the conversation or whatever, is less important than the connection between the two of us. I have had vanilla calls that left my panties absolutely soaked. And we actually only talked about sex for the last like 20 minutes of the call. So it's the connection that really gets me super hot. Very cool. And are there any type of calls that you do not take at all? Absolutely. LDW Group has company-wide limits, and I don't take any calls that violate those limits. I don't have any extra limits except that I used to do submissive calls where I was the submissive. I found that I don't really like those calls anymore, except with a few select people, and we've evolved into that dynamic sometimes over several years of long calls. So there's a long term relationship there. But I no longer offer, you know, being a submissive to new callers. Other than that, (laughs) I like the variety. Yay. Okay. Next one. What is one of the craziest things you were ever told on the phone or maybe had someone do or you saw on webcam? What's one of the standout like wild moments? I absolutely can't repeat that because it would violate his privacy. Fair enough. And I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you like two mistress calls? I love two mistress calls. Oh my God. 
Constance, you and I have had some of the most amazing two mistress calls. I absolutely love playing with you, hearing your voice, listening to what you do to him and to me. And who doesn't love your fucking panties? Okay, can I just tell you, you have the most amazing panty collection of anybody anywhere. And I've got great taste in lingerie. But you, my dear, absolutely spectacular. I adore playing with Delia. She and I have very similar hours. Um, the newer mistresses, I don't really know as well as some of the other people. I just did a call with Hope and she was super fun. My criteria of doing a two mistress call with someone is someone who answers her email will, um, you know, talk to me about the caller, will treat the caller like I would treat the caller, which is as a valued friend, lover, way more than just client or customer. You know, if she's not going to be able to live up to that standard, I don't want to do a call with her. But that's just me. And that pretty much answered who are some of the ladies that you enjoy doing two mistress calls with. Yes. Very cool. All right, I'm going to ask you the next two questions together because they're very similar. Um, do you have any hobbies, and what do you do when you're not taking phone sex calls? I have tons of hobbies. Is working out a hobby? <laughs> I don't yes, think it is. I but think I, so. I live near water. So um, I've just gotten back into sailing and being on the water. So that's part of it. Um, I love baseball, the major leagues and the minors. I like hiking, camping, boating. I like being out in nature. I like riding my bike. I like being out of the house, which is one of the reasons why I'm kind of tweaking my hours and stuff. I love to read. Oh my God. I love to read. And I am a really fast reader. Um, something like a detective novel. I can read in a couple hours of an evening. So I read a lot. Movies, comics. I like sex. I play in the fetish world in, well, I hesitate to say real life. Because I think the phone connections that we have actually are real. So in, uh, so I'll term that face-to-face. I play in the fetish world face to face. So I go on fetish conventions. Oh my God. And it's just like a business convention. They have classes, they have registration, there's a mixer and a get together, but there's all these geeky fetish people. It is so much fun. Um, love to travel. I love my animals. I do lots of things when I'm not being naughty with people on the phone. And our next one is. What is your favorite sex toy to use on yourself? My mind combined with a caller's mind. Bet you didn't get that answer from anybody else. Now, here's the deal. Nobody has given me that answer yet, but as I was sitting here listening to you talk to the previous question, I thought to myself, I bet she says her mind. I don't know why I thought that. I don't really? know. Honest, oh my I swear God, on my so mother's cool. grave, that's what I thought. I bet she says her mind. And it's because I know you so well. So I know how dirty your mind is. And I was like, I bet she says her mind. Mm-hmm. 
you've played with my dirty ass little mind and I've played with your dirty ass little mind. And when we combine our dirty ass little minds, the magic happens, Ms. Constance. Mm, How does that nipple feel when I do this? And what about if I just move my hand just down? Oh, you gotta stop squirming, Constance. Oh my goodness. Stop now, girlfriend. Stop. <laughs> As I compose myself, I'll ask you the next question. What's your favorite sex toy to use on a partner? My mind, of course, Ms. C. But seriously. If somebody likes anal play and they haven't tried the Rude Boy, R-U-D-E-B-O-Y, oh my God, it is amazing. So I think my favorite sex toy to use on a partner is probably the last thing that I got. I mean, I was really hot with the violet wand when I got the rabbit for the first time. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So it's it's generally the last toy that I've got. And right now I'm very hot on the rude boy or the naughty boy. Ooh, sounds yummy to me. All right. I don't think we even need to ask this question, but I'm going to anyways. <laughs> Have you ever been with a woman? Yes, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Taste of her cherry chapstick. <sighs> mm does that answer your question? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if the boys listening to this don't have boners, there is something wrong with them and they need to go see their doctor ASAP. <laughs> Viagra for the mind, baby. <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right. The next question is, what's your favorite way to let loose and have a good time? Oh, my God, I am letting loose and having a great time right now. So this goes back to what I said about what I like. I like the connection. I like the play. I like the whimsy. It's less, um, you know, object-oriented, like, well, I like to let loose and have a good time while water skiing. You know, it's more about the connections with people. This qualifies as having a really great fucking time. I mean, part of it is I just flat out adore you, and you have an amazing ass and cute as hell tits and, you know, all of these naughty things that I want to do with you. But, you know, okay, so... Do you want to go water skiing with me? I think it's a really good time if we let loose. (laughs) I don't think we'd ever see the water. (laughs) No, but you know what? You and me covered in suntan oil, slippery on the deck of a boat. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people would be pointing their heat-seeking love missiles right at us. <laughs> there would be no, no unmanned drones. Oh, the unmanned drones. Oh, my God. Those would be the people in chastity. <laughs> Sometimes I just crack myself up for no reason. <laughs> All right, so now you have to use one word to describe yourself. What's that word going to be? 
Wow. Based on what I've just said, probably quirky. <laughs> but in but, the best um, sense of the word. No, if I had to choose one word, I would absolutely choose passionate. I am passionate. I couldn't agree more. In all things. Yeah. In all things. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm equally passionate about um, mangoes. <laughs> just for example, the, the, it's mango season where I live and I just got a whole bunch of fresh mangoes and I'm like, oh my God, these mangoes are so fucking amazing. They just taste so great. I'm, I'm passionate about all kinds of things. I think that's an excellent choice of a word to describe yourself. Mm. Okay, here's one. If you and one man were the only two people left on the earth, who would you want that one man to be and why? My personal guy. He remains interesting to me and he treats me great. And he surprises me. He continues to surprise me. I know him really, really well, and he continues to learn and grow and change enough to continue surprising me. That said, can I get a couple of extra guys just to, you know, and a couple of women? I mean, listen, if it's the end of time, if we're the only people left on earth, I, I think I should have like a, an entourage, don't you? <laughs> if anyone deserves one, you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if it was a girl, it'd be you. Just saying. Yay. All right. Um, do you see normal everyday things in kinky ways because of what we do for a living? Oh, my God. So I was looking at Twitter the other day and there was something from the BBC. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> thought of Big Black Cock, not British Brock. Corporation. It was at that moment that I'm like, wow, I need to limit my login hours just a tad. (laughs) 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 So that's one concrete example. Yes. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think I do the same thing. (laughs) All right. What's your favorite food? Right now, it is super fresh ripe mangoes. And what's your favorite drink? Water. I love water. Good for you. Isn't that boring? No, that's that's really healthy. That's me. I order water for dinner. I drink water during the day. I do, and it's not fuzzy water. It doesn't have limes or lemons. It's just, you know, aqua. I like water. And that's why you have such gorgeous skin. I do that because of clean living. (laughs) <laughs> she lives clean but her mind's filthy filthy yeah <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> okay what's one thing on your wish list right now that you would want the most if somebody were to say I'll get you one item anything you want off your wish list what's that one item wow you know I used to get tons of gifts from my wish list Amazon deleted it then I put up another wish list and now I hardly ever get things on my wish list. So I actually, I don't even know what's there. <laughs> Isn't that sad? I don't even know what's there. <laughs> People need to buy things couple, from your wish list. I, I have a couple of like 
really amazing callers. They leave virtual bouquets and I tell them what I spend it on. I don't put lingerie on my wish list because I go in person. I have very expensive taste in lingerie. So a couple people know that I do periodic trips to Washington, D.C., Chicago, or New York City and go on lingerie buying excursions. So they'll leave some virtual bouquets and they'll tell them what lingerie I bought. So, God, maybe I should go and look at my wish list at some point. (laughs) I don't even know what's on it. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) All right. Rank in the order of importance the traits that you like the most in a submissive man. Respect, loyalty, generosity, obedience. Hmm generosity and I'm not talking I know we just talked about the wish list but when I use generosity I'm talking about generosity in spirit so he's generous with his time it's a power exchange dynamic that goes back and forth it's not um he's he's generous with himself and his spirit and his submission that's how I'm using generosity So it would be generosity, respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, obedience, and then loyalty. Um, Here's here's the thing, and I talk to people about this. I'm like, this is phone sex. I actually want you to call other mistresses, you know, with me or solo, or if I'm not here, like, you know, have fun. So the loyalty thing is more of a um, loyal to us when we're together, less of a, I am your mistress, therefore you're not allowed to call anybody else. I just, I, I think, I think that's kind of for maybe somebody else, not me. Well, honestly, in my opinion, when people are like that, I find that a very insecure behavior that um, – because I'm just like you. You know that. We, we've shared many clients over the years. I'm all for people calling whoever they want, sending gifts to whoever they want. But when you're with me, you're with me. Absolutely. That's well put. Yep. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So great answer. All I right. Have- about it in terms of insecurity yeah you know it's like that old thing of um uh the cage bird if you open the cage and it flies away and it comes back you know it's yours if you cage a bird you open the cage and it flies away and it stays away it was never yours even when it was trapped in the cage so very true all right so um i know you've had the the questions for a couple days and you know that there's a section of cannibal questions. It couldn't be avoided. Um, but there's actually a couple really good questions, I thought, in these. I, I love these cannibal questions. I mean, they made me think. This is what I like about interactions with people in this venue. You know, these are questions. I hadn't thought of these questions. I'm like, holy shit, these are really interesting questions. Weird, but hey, it's cannibal. Right. And, but you would think that cannibal questions would be all about butt sex. And well, yes, you would. Or farting. Or Exactly. I, I was really disappointed that there were no farting questions. And I just wanted to put some fart answers in there. <laughs> you know, just so that he would feel at home. But very badly <laughs> about that. 
very badly. I want a refund on the cannibal questions. God damn it. <laughs> all right. So the first one's a three-parter. I'll ask you all three at once. Okay. When was the last time you were violent? Were you in the right? And would you do it again? I don't know about in the right or would I do it again? Um, but actually, this happened um, a couple of months ago. A fucking brat threw a rock through my front window. Okay. Now I had to replace the front window, the time of it, the expense, all of this other kind of stuff. It didn't bug me as much as the fucking brat who did that. It was like a violation of my space, my privacy, and you know, all of this. And I stomped around and used shockingly bad language. And I'm like, actually, but what I did was I channeled that anger into energy and I did a ton of yard work, got a bunch of stuff done. So I channeled my violence and anger into something so that I didn't compound the problem. I'm not sure if that's what cannibal is, is getting to, but that was, that's me being violent. That's my version of violent. You know, fuck you, fucking brat. All right. Next one from Cannibal. What does the phrase, the dark side of the moon, mean to you? Well, you know, I think we're on the dark side of the moon right fucking now, Constance. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I think there's definitely those days that I feel like it's the dark side of the moon. Oh, yeah. So it's Pink Floyd for sure. I dated a guy who loved that album, never really thought about what the phrase means. Um, I don't know. I love this question. Maybe it's the shadow self. You know, the moon isn't really dark. It just looks dark. So maybe it's like the self that's a shadow is there, but not in full view. And sometimes you see it, but it's not really dark, but maybe it is. Oh, my God. Constance? Just thinking about the phrase Pink Floyd. I am having a flashback. Hold on. Oh, streamers. I move my hands and I see streamers. Ooh. (laughs) So that last sentence has to be the drugs talking. I don't know what it means. It's a Pink Floyd album. It's a cannibal question. (laughs) Enough said. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Here's one that I thought was really, really good. Are you frightened of dying? I love that question. I love that question. Um, Right now, as a healthy young person, no. I have been around people of various ages as they were dying, some even as they died. And I can speak from my own personal experience. Most people are scared. So I suspect that I can afford to say, no, I'm not scared of dying because it isn't real to me yet. That will probably change realistically. And I'll be scared. Great answer. All right. Here's another two-parter. I'll ask you both at once. Are you worried about going mad slash crazy? And have you ever gone mad? (laughs) I'm already fucking mad. We're all mad here. (laughs) This is our fucking crazy tea party, and we're all mad here. That's all I have to say on this subject. 
I couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right. Another really great question from Cannibal. I have no idea where he pulled this out of. And I don't. His even, ass. I don't. I don't see. I was trying not to think about that. But. <laughs> the same. The same. He farted out this question. And by God, it's a good one. All right. Do you crave or lust for money? So. I'm going to actually answer this seriously, and I'm not sure how he's using crave or less for money. So I'll talk about how I view money. I want money. I like money. Money buys freedom and security. So yes, money is very important to me. I manage my time, my energy, and my money really well. Do I crave designer shit bought with money? No. Money isn't important to me for that. Um, the latest designer stuff isn't important to me for that. I like money because it buys experiences and I like the experiences. Beyond that, it buys freedom to do all sorts of things and it buys security for me and the people that I care about. Great answer. Thank you. All right. How do I convince my wife to let me spend more money on another mature metal chastity device? The one I have doesn't fit very well. It's my fault because I didn't measure correctly when I ordered it. My wife says I'm too picky and it's a waste of money and I should just wear the one I have. But I want it to fit right. Otherwise, it won't work properly. I thought about ordering one secretly and just switching them out. But she might be able to tell the difference in size. I don't know. What's your advice? I actually don't know this particular caller well enough to give any advice, so I won't. Very nice. Okay. Our next set of questions are from BFLA, or Writer Boy, as you may know him. I call him Beefla. Beefla. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. And so when everybody says BFLA, I'm like... Who is that? He's Beefla. In my head, he's Beefla. That's so weird. Writer boy, Beefla. And these are great questions. I love these questions. Yeah, he did a good job on them. Okay. Is your non-LDW personality any different than the way you are on the phone with callers? And if so, how? Not really. I'm pretty what you see is what you get kind of vibe. I'm sure listening to this mistress interview, people can imagine me talking like this to friends and family and coworkers and all this kind of stuff. My language gets cleaned the fuck up in vanilla situations, okay? <laughs> I'm not dropping F-bombs all over the place. I don't eat. I'm, I'm very situationally appropriate. I don't um, bring my kink into inappropriate situations with non-kink consensual people. But me? No, what, what you get is the naughty part of me. And we love it. All right. Do you think of yourself as a femdom in the rest of your life? Why or why not? Well, femdom is a fetish term. I play in the face-to-face -face fetish world, and I am the mistress or dominant partner. I don't switch. I'm not submissive. I like to be topped occasionally for sensation play, but I'm not submissive. Um, 
outside of that world, I'm just me. I don't do fetish play with people that aren't giving consent to be involved with fetish play. That said, I am strong, tall, powerful, blunt, direct, willing to make decisions, a business owner. I manage myself, my time, my energy well. I am great with boundaries and my ability to state them and, you know, provide consequences to people who push those boundaries. Um, That's probably sort of femdom behavior, but I also prefer to think of that as really adult behavior for anybody, male or female. So I don't think, so I'm separating the fetish from the alpha type of behavior. So no, am I going to go to the grocery store or the public market and be like, kneel down, hand me the fresh mangoes? No, that's fucking stupid. But it's a great question. (laughs) All right. Name one thing about yourself that you think would surprise people. Oh, fuck. No, I don't want to. (laughs) All right. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, I hate this. Okay. Do you know that Budweiser commercial with the puppy and the colt and they grew up together and they loved each other and then, you know, the colt goes off and he gets involved with a Budweiser team and he's off the farm and then they get back together and they, ah, I cry every fucking time I see that commercial. Every fucking time. Oh, look, there's a puppy, Mr. Colt, all grown up. It's a Budweiser thing. Look, his truck, he's getting out of his truck. He's saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a fucking mess. I, I bet that surprises even you, Constance. It actually it? does. And I'm kind of like, oh, because I, I, I love that commercial too. And does I, it make you cry? Yeah. But not every time now. I, I kind of uh, built up a resistance to the whole crying thing. I now, have no resistance to that commercial. You know, it's my fucking kryptonite. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just terrible. And now I've told all of these guys what my kryptonite is. It's like, here, mistress, click on this link. <laughs> fucking all these goddamn fucking emails. Yeah, let's see if we can make you cry. <laughs> And in my personal life, I I cry when people do something nice. And so my family has a, a bet who is going to make me cry over the Christmas holidays. And they try to outdo each other with the, it's not the price of the present, but at the creativity the thing that really touches my heart and they're like oh my god i won i made her cry you know yeah so (sighs) all right next one what traits and colors interest or excite you the most not sexually excite um passion and excitement and it can be about anything but I want someone to be equally passionate about whatever they're passionate about. Love that. 
All right. What traits do you look for or think are most compatible with you for someone to become a regular client of yours? I can hang with absolutely anything and anyone except someone who pushes my personal boundaries. Very cool. Do your family and close friends know you work in the phone sex business? Why or why not? Yes, adult family knows on a need-to-know basis. Same thing with close friends. It's my career. Um, the people that don't need to know and anyone who is um, not an adult, doesn't need to know, doesn't know. Makes perfect sense to me. All right. How long do you see yourself staying a phone sex mistress? Do you see yourself leaving for other pursuits? And what, if anything, would make you leave? That Those are all really interesting questions. And, you know, it delves into an esoteric realm of what if um, that, I don't know. What if there's an earthquake tomorrow? What if I, you know, go off and do volunteer work in Nepal? I mean, you know, there's so many amazing possibilities in life and it becomes endless. So I'm going to answer that by saying I'm here right now. I think that's a very fair answer because we never know where life's going to take us. Absolutely. Yep. All right. And the last one is, how did you get into this business? It was a fluke. Um, I have an adventurous spirit. I am naughty and kinky in my personal life, my private life, long before being naughty and kinky on phone lines. And a friend of mine said, you know, you can make money doing that. And I'm like, no, get out. What the fuck? Are you serious? So I'm like, I I just tried it like a fluke and I found wow <laughs> I really I really like this and it gives me the freedom to go and do pretty much anything I want and I like that I like running my own business I like handling my own affairs so the fluke ended up being a really fabulous career and we're glad that the fluke happened. <laughs> All right. So so it was a fluke that ended up a skin flute. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. My next question comes from Steph from Enchantrix Empire. If you could be any female singer, past, present, or future, who would you be and why? Eartha Kitt. And the reason why I chose Eartha Kitt is because she is a true original. She's a strong woman, passionate, and yet she has like this sense of whimsy that there's a part of her that's kind of making fun of who she is and how she is. So there's almost a standing back, her looking at herself and kind of laughing a little bit about it while still being strong and passionate and just, oh, God. And she can sing French in a way that makes me want to learn the fucking language. And she was Catwoman. Fucking hot. She did her life her way. She did her career 
her way. I love that. Very, very cool. Did anybody else choose Eartha Kit? No. No. I think I'd also like to be a pip. A you know, pip. Gladys Knight and, Knight and the, the pips. pips. Yeah, I would. I I wouldn't want to be Gladys. I would want to be a pip, so that I could stand there in a beaded dress that swayed on the upper parts of my thighs, and sing back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, I I just want the hair, and the mini dress, and the boots. <laughs> you know, I I actually I love fetish dressing in the sixties. Love it. Very that may be something. Actually, you know what? That would have been such a better thing to say. What do people not know about you would be surprised. Ah, oh, that's a much better thing than saying I cry at the Budweiser commercial. Okay. All right. So now we're on to a couple of basic information questions. We know your blog is experiencemistress.com. Are you on Yahoo and Skype? I'm on Yahoo and Skype. Email me to ask for the, um, my name's on there. Uh, my email is olivia at enchantrixempire.com. The reason why is the Skype name is really long and complicated. And the Yahoo name, I've, I don't tend to chat with people on Yahoo. If you want a session, go to sexytexting.com. Click on my link. It gives you all of the information, how to get there. And we'll do a sexy texting session. But I don't chat with people on, on IM. Good to know. And are you on any of the social media sites like Twitter or Tumblr? I am on Twitter at Mistress Olivia One on Twitter. And I love Tumblr. I put a lot of time in my Tumblr. Um, I am phone sex mistress Olivia dot And I love, 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 love love um tumblr i love the visuals i love you know being able to do all of the things that i do on tumblr so yeah and you've got a very active and visually stimulating tumblr i might add oh thank you i love your tumblr too because it's such a great mix of um comments jokes memes Sexy content, beautiful stuff, other LTW group mistresses. I mean, it's it's like a full thing. It's not monodynamic. And I actually, this was a huge compliment. I got a, um, a, a private message in Tumblr from someone who said, hey, I really appreciate that your Tumblr is not just full of ads. Thank you. And I was like, like, oh, wow, thanks for saying that. We love hearing those kind of things. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Miss Olivia, I want to thank you so much for sitting down to do this Mr.'s interview with me. Is there anything else that you want to share with all the listeners? Yeah. Just as soon as we turn this sucker off, I'm just going to put my leg right between the two of your legs. And then if you just, oh, oh, stop now. You have to use that hand to turn off the recording. But 
Oh, oh. Yeah, touch me. Right. Like that, Constance. Oh, God. Bye, guys. You don't get to listen to the rest. If you would like to speak to Mistress Olivia one-on-one, you can reach her at 1-800-601-7259.